0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Josh Carr Show. Today, we will be talking about what Trump will do on his first day as president, assuming that he wins, which at this point, I'm pretty sure he's going to win the nomination. I think most of you are pretty sure of that, too. Uh, And it's yet to be seen whether or not he'll beat Joe Biden. But for the sake of argument, let's see what he'll do on day one. Really quick, before I do get into the the episode today, I do want to talk about our sponsor, Gulag America. As you can see, I'm wearing one of their shirts. Right now, Gulag America is a patriotic clothing brand. They even make Josh Carr Show merch. If you're interested in purchasing it, if you go to their website at gulagamerica.com, go to their collections tab, and down to the affiliate section, you'll see Josh Car Show merch. So go check them out. Again, if you use my code, Josh Car 10, you will get 10% off at Gulag America. Go check out all their other stuff too. It is fantastic. Now, getting to today's episode, there is a viral clip of Donald Trump At a town hall, you've probably already seen it, uh, or maybe you've heard about it from the media because the media is freaking out. We're going to talk a little bit about the reaction to that and what it means for his first day as president. There's a viral clip of Trump at a town hall with Sean Hannity. And in this clip, basically people have been splicing it. And Donald Trump admittedly does come out and he says on day one, like, I'm not going to be a dictator. I'm not going to use political power to seek retribution on my enemies, except for on day one and everyone's like, whoa, what? And most people are honestly clapping and Sean Hannity is kind of trying to like fish a little bit for what he means by that. But rather than just breaking it all down first, I wanna play the video, so let's roll the clip. Yeah. Under no circumstances, you are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except Look, for? he's going crazy. Except for day one, meaning I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not all. That's, that's not. Oh no, that's not retribution. I got. It. I'm going to be. I'm going to be. You know, he keeps. <laughs> we love this guy. He says, "You're not going to be a dictator, are you?" I said, "No, no, no. Other than day one, we're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator." So, that, okay? that, that, that's- so there's a couple things to unpack in this video. Um, first off. A question for my friends in the media, is Trump an evil genius or is he an idiot? Because you can't have it both ways. This is something that frustrates me a lot with the media and with Trump, is on one hand, what they're trying to say is, look, Trump is like super evil. He's trying to take democracy away. And then the other day, they'll be like, oh, Trump's such an idiot. He can't stop from running his mouth. And my question is, which is it? Is he trying to methodically take our democracy away or is he just an idiot running for president? And it seems like the media can't really pick which one, but you can't have it both ways. On one hand, they'll say stuff like, for the most part, what the narrative is from the media is that he is trying to take democracy away. And I think what frustrates me about that is everybody, including you guys who just watched the clip knows that Donald Trump was joking. And, it doesn't take a genius to see that. Like you just watch the video and you're like, oh, Trump's being Trump. He's not trying to methodically take away. Like I err more on the idiot side, to be honest. I don't think Trump is an idiot, but I do think he says things that are unnecessary, as we'll talk about. But there's not a single person who watches this clip and honestly in their mind thought, oh, yeah, Donald Trump is trying to subvert our democracy. Because newsflash, those who try to subvert democracy, they tend to not announce it. They tend not to say, yes, when when you elect me, I'm going to be a dictator. Obviously the way Trump said this was a joke and so I get really frustrated by people on the left who are trying to make this into something that it's just not. But I will say there is something about this kind of joke being said at like a family dinner and not at a public town hall. Like if I were running for president I that's something I would joke about, you know, like oh yeah, like I'm going to tear apart the executive branch when I get there. Like, I'm going to be a dictator. You could joke about that at a family dinner. When you're sitting in front of the Iowa caucus, you probably shouldn't say stuff like that, especially when you know that your enemies will use every, like, you're just giving the enemy ammunition at that point for their campaign ads. And there might be Republicans saying like, it doesn't matter, no, everybody knows still, but there are a few people out there who don't watch the the original video. They just see the splice content and they jump to these conclusions like, oh, Trump is a ruthless dictator, which we know isn't true um and so i just don't understand giving democrats ammunition like that and you can see clearly that sean hannity doesn't he feels the exact same way like you can see him openly trying to cover up what trump said and be like wait but by dictator you just mean that you're returning to the policies that you were already doing and trump is like no no i'm I'm saying i'm gonna like go ham and he's like but you're just talking about immigration and like energy like that's already what you were doing and so sean hannity like can read between the lines just like the rest of us. But it was weird because he was pressing on Trump to kind of be like, hey, dude, stop saying the word dictator. Just say I'm returning to the policies that gave you guys all a prosperous life before Joe Biden came through and destroyed the economy. So again, we knew he was joking, but the risks, I don't understand why he would say something like this. And I know there's going to be some Trump supporters probably watching this video that are really, they just love his energy and they love his personality totally fine. Again, even at like a Trump rally, this would be a little bit more acceptable, but he's trying to reach out to voters in swing states that he's winning in. But if he continues down this road, Democrats will gain steam. And as these polls come out showing that Trump is winning these swing states, that only galvanizes Democrats to do more shady things and to frankly, just totally throw mud on someone who you know, frankly, already uh, is covered in mud a lot of the time. So I don't, I don't understand why Trump would do that when the race is still relatively uh, very tight. So now getting to what Trump will do on day one, obviously, this is the reason why I played this clip first is because that was the whole point of the video is he's saying he's gonna be a dictator on day one. So what does that actually mean? I'm going to go through a few of the his policies that he's going to do on day one, what that means for America, and then also the reaction of the media, uh, which is pretty astounding. And some of this media is like considered to be moderate. Now, I know no one actually believes that, but you'd think that uh, NPR, who is you know the, the article that I'm going to cite in this part, would like fake moderation. But like, they're so blatant now. Like I remember growing up and it was like, NPR is like, Yeah, like, I don't really trust Fox News. I don't really trust CNN, but NPR, like, that's where I get my news from. No one can say that anymore and honestly think that they're getting news from any sort of objective source. But in any case, moving on. So one of the things that Trump will do on day one is that he will likely tear down some of the bureaucracy in the executive branch. And this is not something that Trump did a very good job of in his first presidency. In fact, it's my largest critique of Donald Trump and many others I said the same thing when it comes to the cdc trump only aggrandized the cdc and fauci during covid um, he didn't really cut bureaucracy in any meaningful way when he was president but and so I, i'd like to see him do better however with that said vivek ramaswamy has become much more popular one of his big things is cutting down the bureaucracy and with him getting so popular, as uh, along with Javier Malay in Argentina cutting bureau... I mean, he literally cut like half the executive branch. With both of those people coming to popularity, I think we're going to see Donald Trump kind of come to this realization that most conservatives, I'm not even saying most Republicans, but most conservatives are really down for the idea of cutting or at least majorly reforming some of these, um, these bureaus, including the DOJ, the FBI... Uh, at least needs to be reformed. I think abolishing the Department of Education is totally on the table. And I think it's something that Donald Trump would consider doing. Uh, Again, I'm not sure to what extent, but I have a hard time he's gonna be in the presidency with all that's going on and all the talk uh, from DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy about cutting the bureaucracy. Um, I have a hard time just believing that he's not gonna do anything. So I think on day one, we're gonna see a cut in some form, maybe not all the cuts, but some of the cuts. I'm not the only one who thinks this, though. Uh, Going back to NPR. NPR said this about Trump and that he would do this on day one. This is the headline. Just listen to this headline. Trump allies craft plans to give him unprecedented power if he wins the White House. So again, they're trying to market this as if Donald Trump is the authoritarian dictator of the century. And the first thing that I realized when I was reading the article is that Trump... Is cutting, if he cuts the executive branch, what the left is saying is that cutting down the executive branch somehow gives Trump more power. And what I realized was that they truly view bu- the bureaucracy in the executive branch as the fourth branch of government. Something that, again, Vivek Ramaswamy and Javier Malay have talked a lot about is that it's really not three branches of government the judiciary, the legislative branch, and the executive branch anymore. It's those three plus the bureaucracy because they've just run rampant. Luckily, because they're under the umbrella of the executive branch, they can be cut down if someone has the courage to do it. Um, But it was fascinating to me that the battle is becoming less about Republicans and Democrats and more establishment versus non-establishment. Because obviously, even establishment Republicans are not going to want to part with some of these bureaus under the executive branch. And Donald Trump was no different in his first presidency. I really hope he'll change in the second Time, But it was fascinating that NPR was painting it like because Trump is actually going to cut down the executive branch somehow he is giving himself more power which on one hand I understand but on the other hand let's make no mistake none of the people under the executive branch have been elected just the president and so I think it's really ironic for these media companies to come out and say that democracy is at stake because Donald Trump is taking out more people who have not been elected to office, and actually taking more responsibility onto himself. In other words, if something changes or happens in the government that affects our country, he is to blame, not Jerome Powell or Anthony Fauci, who are people that were appointed by the president in the first place. Again, my and that goes back to my original frustration about COVID, where Donald Trump had the power to fire Anthony Fauci and didn't do it. But that's, that's a, a video for another day. Um again though it's terrifying to see that that branch and I think my concern with Trump at the same time is that because he didn't do enough to cut out the bureaucracy the first time this time around he's received a lot of endorsements from establishment republicans and I find that really interesting I mean Trump is known as the non-establishment candidate but the question for me becomes at what point does an establishment or does a non-establishment politician become an establishment politician and when I see all of these establishment Republicans, senators, congressmen, endorsing Donald Trump, it makes me pause for a second because I don't know if they're just jumping on some sort of a bandwagon. They know that Donald Trump's going to win already, so they just want to look like they were right. Or if they really do have some things going on with Donald Trump, and unfortunately Donald Trump is not going to have the brass tacks to take down some of the uh, the bureaucratic uh, minutiae of Washington. But... I expect something will happen, especially more than the first time he was in office. Uh, and so that that's improvement. Hopefully we'll see a big cut in the, bureau- in, in the executive bureaucracy, but uh, we'll find out. Uh, really quick before we move on to what else Donald Trump is going to do, I do want to talk about the second sponsor of this podcast, Smart Labels. Guys, as we come to the new year, the new year comes, we do not want to go into the new year with a cluttered house with all the christmas decorations all over you might even have fall or halloween decorations out that's why i partnered with smart labels smart labels is a better way to organize essentially what it is is you can take the qr codes that they send you which is attached to their app that you can download and with that you can slap a qr code on those bins and using the app have it all organized so that you can search and find which item is in which bin, where that bin is. And it's all cataloged in that app for you. They make it incredibly easy. That's why I partnered with them. I love smart labels. I love that they support me as well. So go support awesome companies and get organized at the same time as we head into the new year. Again, you can check them out at amazon.com or Walmart as well. Okay. As we move on, of course, on day one, Trump is going to, so talking about energy, I want to talk about a little bit about energy. I want to talk about the border wall. Because these are the things that Donald Trump specifically talked about in that interview with Hannity when he said he was going to be a dictator for day one. Day one, Donald Trump, of course, is going to instill confidence in the oil industry or honestly in the energy industry, just in general, but especially the oil industry. And I actually had the opportunity to meet Trump's energy secretary. I don't think he's going to come back for a second, his second presidency. But I did have the opportunity to meet with Trump's energy secretary a little less than a year ago. And let me just tell you, that guy knew what was up. He understood the economy. He understood the relationship between consumers and the oil industry. And so if Donald Trump will surround himself with the same kind of people, which I have no doubt that he will, he's going to do fantastic. What's most important for cheap energy, specifically gas, which is what we're interested in, as well as jet fuel, because that affects travel, Um, and it, you know, of course diesel is going to affect the price of shipping things. So all of it is tied to the economy, but what's most important for cheap energy, something that Biden and the Democrats do not understand at all is not necessarily fracking. It's not necessarily even the keystone pipeline. All those are important, but at the end of the day, what it is, is instilling confidence in the industry that the investors in that industry are actually going to see a return on their investment. And this is something that the Biden administration cannot do. And the reason why is because they're bought out by environmentalists that do not want the oil industry to move forward. And so what's happening is the Biden administration is trying to pander to both sides and they can't do it, especially when they're way more bought into the environmental side. Of course, Republicans are more bought into the oil industry. I'm not blind to that fact. But what I'm saying is that for the American consumer at this point, lower gas is better than solar panels. Solar panels, I mean, we've seen it in California. The grid cannot take it as of now. And so what I expect Trump to do, of course, is to release new fracking permits on day one. I hope he begins to open the Keystone Pipeline so that oil can travel better in the United States and through Canada. But again, the most important thing, and I think what he will do, perhaps before he's even sworn in, is start meeting with oil executives and just making it very clear to them that their investment is going to be worth it. And then he's going to codify something into law to make sure it is. And I think that uh, that's going to have huge consequences in the oil industry. And I think we're going to see gas plummet almost immediately when Trump enters the presidency. If, if I should say if Trump enters the presidency. Of course, the second thing is that he's going to call for a state of emergency at the border. Um, day one, of course, I think with that, he's going to send troops. He's going to start building a wall, I believe. Uh, he'll probably work with texas and california and arizona in order to stimulate jobs there so i think in many cases those states are going to be very happy for that just for the economic side of it obviously having safety of you know immigrants and terrorists coming through the border um, that's a huge plus for them as well with that not happening anymore but i think he tried to do this in his first time as presidency i think because of how dire it is now um, it's going to be very easy to justify a state of emergency And obviously, in order to actually declare war, Congress has to do that within 180 days of when the president sends troops somewhere. But I don't know if he'll declare war on the Mexican cartels. I suspect that he can get away with sending troops there without doing so. And I believe that with the way that the Supreme Court is, I have a really hard time believing that the judiciary is going to be be overturning something like this. Uh, even if it gets paused through maybe a circuit court for a time. I think ultimately the Supreme Court is going to be able to make sure that that happens. Uh, I just don't see there being a constitutional question as to whether the president can actually shut down and, and kind of protect the borders of their own country. Um, and again, the last thing that Trump is likely to do, kind of just finishing up the show today, guys, is that he's gonna start negotiations to ensure his tax law is renewed. If you guys didn't know, Trump signed that historic tax cut into law, uh, I think in 2016 or 2017, or excuse me, it would be 2017 when he was sworn into office. Um, That has to be renewed in 2025. And I think that's going to be one of his top priorities. And I have a hard time believing that he won't get it signed again. I think he totally will. I think every Republican will be on board. I think most moderate Democrats are going to be on board. I think he'll still focus on negotiations day one with that to make sure it happens because that's pretty much one of the worst things that can happen to a Republican in office is if taxes go up because that's what Republicans are good for historically. Uh, Obviously, they're moving into more social issues, which is fantastic. But historically, they got to keep taxes low. If they don't do that, they get voted out. And so I have a hard time believing Trump isn't going to make that a priority on day one. and I give him pretty good odds to do that. Again, at the end of the day, those are the big things he's going to focus on. I'm sure there will be other ones, but I think those are the ones that will affect Americans the most. That's why I focus on them today. Hopefully, uh, a Republican beats Joe Biden and and, uh, that can be a reality. So. Anyway, I appreciate you guys watching the show today. As always, if you got a little bit of entertainment or value, please consider subscribing down below and comment what you think about Donald Trump in the presidency and what he'll do on day one. See you next time.